Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bobby Marks spent 20 years in the Nets front office, but boy, he wasn't responsible at all for what the hell just happened. So we're not going to hold that against him. He's nice enough to join us here on Damon and Ratto. He's ESPN's NBA front office insider. And Bobby, boy, do we have an awful lot to ask you about and hopefully we can pick your brain and use your experience to talk us through a timeline and a sequence of events that you know spun the Warriors around as they got rid of a player that they weren't playing because they couldn't use him they bring in a player who they hope to play because they like him but because of medicals they can't use him either it's been pretty interesting out here Bobby how are you? I'm good guys how are you? Excellent. Thank you so much. So let's just start with this. You're Bob Myers. The second you get the news that Gary Payton II failed his physical, what's your first move? Are you on the phone with your team? Are you on the phone with Portland? Are you on the phone with the NBA and Adam Silver and the powers that be because you think you were done wrong or deceived in some way? Talk us through what Bob Myers' afternoon might have looked like. Yeah, I think you're probably you're probably on the phone with the league first, um, especially that here's a player that um, was deemed healthy, was playing, um, you know, before the trade. You know, certainly he had the, the injury. And the surgery and missed a bunch of time here, but ironically, the so, team that he played before the trade was the Warriors. They played in Portland. Yeah, so, so you see, you've seen him up front. You think he's going to pass, and all of a sudden, you know, um, he hasn't recovered what you thought from that surgery. And in the course of talking with him, it comes up that you know what, I wasn't fully healthy, and you know there was been some you know medication, whether it be painkillers or whatever, that has basically got me through the last. I guess month, you know, playing here. So initially, that's I'm probably calling the league first to find out what the ramifications are. Um, I'm certainly calling Portland um, there. I mean, the, the hard part, and I, and I said this on Friday, is like once they did the deal, and it's you know you've got the trade deadline, you're like there's, there's no going back. So I'm sure the, the Warriors and Bob Myers are probably asking, hey, can this deal be amended? Can there be consequences instead of you know draft picks going to um, you know, us sending draft picks to Portland, um, you know, can we kind of, you know, take back as much as we can from the deal in the league was said no, right? There was there was no ifs, ands, and buts about that just because the deadline had passed already here. So now you've got to figure out, all right, what do we do next here? So do we, do we 
you know, as they, they didn't pass him, but they still went through with the trade, but, you know, lodge a complaint and hopefully a month, a month from now or a year from now that there's some type of compensation that's going to come back your way. I mean, that's, that's where I kind of thought where it was going the whole way, because as you guys said, you know, you traded a player, James Wiseman, who has done nothing for you, was not going to do anything for you this year, likely. Well, he's probably not going to do anything for you next year uh, in, a, in the last year of his contract for the hope that in a month from now or two months from now that, that Gary Payton, who you had last year, can contribute on the court more than, than James Wiseman can. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those bizarre situations that you rarely see, I think, just because I think because the, I think that if this was in July or August, yeah, we we you know we probably get a, a deal to make. But because as I said, this deadline passed, there was there was basically you're either going to do it, or you're not going to do it. Um, based on the fact that you know the Warriors really were not in a position to sort of just renounce the trade and then get Weissman back and then not use him anymore, the question does arise, you know what. What is Detroit getting and what is Detroit looking for in him that the Warriors either never saw or couldn't use? You know, that's a good question because when the the deal got announced on um, Thursday, you know, there were so many moving parts that you really kind of, you know, you're really thinking about, all right, Gary's going to... um, Gary's going to Golden State. Sadiq Bay is going to Atlanta, and then then all of a sudden you kind of like either that, like that night or like I might I think I might have woke up woken up in the middle of the night thinking, well, wait a minute, what does Detroit need four centers for? Right? Like you already got Jalen Doran, you've got Isaiah Stewart, Marvin Bagley here, and you're taking a flyer. I mean, that's probably what you're thinking. But what are your what's what's the body of work you're basing it off of? You know, is it the, whatever the three or four games at the University of Memphis? What you saw and you know periodically in Golden State and for a guy in Sadiq Bay that actually helped you, you rarely see a team trade a wing for a big. Uh, I mean, that's what Detroit did here, and they're they're hoping that you know. I mean, I thought Durant's a good player, and I thought he's their their their, their, um, their their center of the future here. But I guess they're hoping that you know at least in the next you know twenty twenty five games, or maybe even into the summer, they have a better understanding, and it's it's a it's a low cost option. But as I said, it cost you. It wasn't like you just traded a second and you got him. You traded a good player in Sadiq Bay for him. Bobby Marks from ESPN here with Damon and Ratto. So it's going to take a long time probably for the dust to settle on all of this. But when the league comes back with whatever they conclude, what do you think that is? What actual punishment could Portland be looking at if it were determined that they were less than forthright in this negotiation? And I don't imagine that there's going to be any element of anything that actually helps the Golden State Warriors in that punishment. No, I mean, not released right now. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you, you'll probably see some type of fine. Um, you know, maybe, you know, Golden State's awarded a, a second-round pick out of this. Maybe you get two. We saw it way back when, and um, Jeff Green had gotten traded from Oklahoma City to Boston. This was, I think, 2011, 2012, and um, there was, you know, a heart issue, and, you know, it wasn't disclosed or, you know, where the Thunder doctors did not detect it. And it came up in the in the, uh, in the Celtics physical with him. And, and Boston was able to get a second-round pick out of it. I think that's what you're going to do. You know, Portland will argue, hey, wait a minute. You know, this guy was healthy. We traded him. We saw him, you know, the day before here. And Golden State will argue, yeah, he was healthy. And the only reason why he was healthy, because he was basically on painkillers um, to kind of mask the injury. That was, And that part wasn't disclosed. I mean, like... 
you have to disclose everything. You know, I mean, I've been on so many trade calls, and you, like you, you, you have to. If, you, if a guy had a sprained ankle a year ago, you're disclosing it. If a guy's on type of medication, you're disclosing it. You just kind of have to cover all your bases. So I'm going to ask you a question, and I, the answer is technically unknowable, but I'd like your opinion on this. How can two NBA team doctors diagnose the same patient so differently? Like, how can one team be issuing a cleared-to-play, take-a-shot if there's discomfort, while the other team sees a multiple-month layoff? And I'm not even accusing of one being right and the other being wrong, but that just feels like a massively wide gap, does it not? Oh, it's massive. I mean, it's not like you came in with a sprained ankle and they were thinking, you know, he'll be back after the All-Star break. I mean... You know, it's anywhere probably from a month to two months. You know, maybe we see him in, in sometime in April right before the playoffs start. No, there's a there's a wide gap. And, you know, the Golden State's got tremendous doctors, a great medical department, and there's nothing against Portland here. But how does, how does, how does it go from one organization where they've deemed him healthy um, to another organization where he's been ruled out? Um, that's, you know, that's the big thing. Uh, that's, going, that's probably the unknown here. And... You know, eventually the league, you know, the league's going to investigate this, and we'll get we'll get a little bit more of an understanding. And you know, when that is, as I said, it could be a month from now, or it could be a year from now. Is um, not to beat this into the ground, but I'm curious as to whether this is a difference between two sets of doctors or two general managers who view a player's uh, situation differently. I mean, it, because it was it was said more than once that Peyton wasn't happy in Portland and wanted to go back to Golden State, which I can't imagine pleased Joe Cronin much. Um, and so I guess my question would be, is this Joe Cronin saying, well, you're going to have to tough this out because we need you to play now, rather than uh, a, a medical issue? Is this just is this a general manager's issue more than it is a doctor's issue? Well, I think it, you know, I, I think it comes down to the player also. I mean, he's, Gary's a tough player. I mean, he's, you know, as you guys know, his story and everything, and he's, he's earned everything. And I think you get to a point where there's probably some pressure for you to get on the court. You were already out, you know, however many games here. And how do I get on the court? You know, is there, is there something, whether it be from a medical standpoint, medication that can kind of, you know, you know, help this injury. I'm still feeling discomfort here, but is there something there? And I think if you're Portland, you're thinking, well, you know, do we, you know, is you know, is it the total? Is it in a, is it in a, um, a pill? You know, what's the long term impact if they feel there's no long term impact? Um, you know, you're going to play. So I think that's going to be. I'm, I'm just curious as far as when the league investigates and they talk to everyone involved here. You know, you know, what if he did not take the painkillers? would he be cleared to play? I mean, that's, that's, you know, at the end of the day, and from Golden State's perspective, as you guys know, is that he's not cleared to play. They've already ruled him out, and, um, and we move forward. Knowing that the best time to get out of a bad investment is today, the second best time would be tomorrow, and the third worst option would be two days from now. How difficult is it still for a front office as proud as, as Bob Myers' run like the Warriors have to just admit defeat on a player like Wiseman, who they took number two overall in only three years? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it really is. I mean, we all could play Monday morning quarterback and look at who was drafted after or, you know, throughout the draft here. And I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, we could, we could blame the COVID year where you basically had such little time to watch him play scout 
bring them in for, you know, basically, you know, interviews and, and workouts and, and all that stuff. I think him, you know, limited, as I said, limited body work at the University of Memphis. Yeah, I mean, the draft is, is one of the hardest things anybody can do. It's, an, it's not an exact science. And if James Wiseman didn't go at number two, he was probably going to go at number three or number four. And there was going to be another general manager uh, that, that took him here. So I think the one thing that you don't want to do is compound a, a, a situation where maybe you think that, you know, there's an upside here, and now you're going to sign him to an extension or a long-term contract with the hope that he can evolve into that player. And now you're stuck with a with a bad deal here. And yeah, no one ever wants to, you know, admit that you you missed on a on a top two pick. But Bob in the front office is not the first, <laughs> and they're not going to be the last here. Bobby Marks, ESPN's NBA front office insider. Are you still a GM if you could put together a poo-poo platter of five second round picks? I mean, come on, that's insane. <laughs> I can't believe that Porton got five second round picks. I guess right for um, I guess for for Gary and, and, and part of that deal here. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting how it all evolved and um, we all move on. And uh, I think it's a I think it's a good lesson. And I know it's hard when we have was a deadline involved here, but it'd be interesting if moving forward, if there's you know maybe this deal would have got maybe if this deal got got done on Monday. You know, maybe we're amending it on Wednesday, and there's some changes here. But you guys have been around this a long time. Teams tend to wait until the last minute because they are waiting for the best deal, or they're waiting for the the deal to um, to evolve. Or maybe the league looks at it here in this situation here, where maybe we do have a little bit of a, a gray area where things could be amended based on you know circumstances, you know, situations like this. What do you think will be the long term? philosophical ramifications league-wide for the utter failure of the Brooklyn experiment? Oh, man. I think you have to be careful from a free agency standpoint. I think it's hard to build a roster. Um, listen, any any of, the, uh, any of the 30 teams would have signed Kyrie and Kevin in 2019. You know, they, if they had, if he had cap space, he didn't have to give up anything. I think how it works, and we've seen it in Boston with Pierce Garnett, Ray Allen, we saw it in Miami with, um, you know, LeBron, Wade, and Bosch, is that, you know, and you, we've seen it in, in Golden State. Like, when you have your own homegrown players already situated there, and they know the lay of the land, they know the coach, they know the environment, they know the organization, they know the media here, that is almost like kind of a template for when you go out and sign a Kevin Durant or a Kyrie Irving, but when you bring in or a James Harden, in a trade, when you bring in all three that have so many different personalities here, um, you know it's it's it does it doesn't work. It, it showed it in here, and it's it's amazing. You know, if, if 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 there was never COVID, you know, what would have happened, right? Like we would never know. But based on COVID, that Milwaukee series they lost in Game Seven, um, you know, Harden displeasure there, Kyrie, you know, the whole situation, you know, basically it was a perfect storm here, and. You know, Brooklyn basically kind of you know ripped the bandaid off at the trade deadline, and if they weren't going to rip it off at, at um, you know Wednesday night or early Thursday morning, eventually they're going to they were going to have to do it in, in late June here. So, yeah, it's the, you know the benefit is, is that you rec- you know, I guess you recruit what seven seven eight first round picks and you've got a nice player. But as you guys know, stars win in this league. I mean, stars win in this league as far as at the end of games here. Brooklyn's got a nice team, but there's no star on that team. There's no Kevin Durant. There's no you don't you need a closer in this league, and they don't have that right now. And 
there'll be another team out there that thinks that they can, you know, build a big three of maybe three free agents or three guys that are, you know, not, you know, from from that same ilk. Bobby, if the Suns, based on star power alone, have one free agency, who do you think came in second? Well, or the trade deadline. Excuse talk- me. No, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Trade deadline. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. You know, I would say the the Lakers, but with an asterisk because I don't know if they have enough time on their side. I, you know, I like I like everything they did. I, you know, I like the you know you know the Barnabill Beasley Russell Mo Bamba. You know that whole group there, basically Westbrook out um, balancing the roster here. Now the hard part is that LeBron's out. They got the Hachimura early Saturday. Um, I don't know if there's time enough on their side to get into the plane here. Uh, you know they're going to have to basically go. I think nineteen and nine here to to make some noise here, and I think it might be m- more of a move that sets them up for the off season here. But I do like what they did. But I wish you know for their sake they probably had another twenty five thirty games. Bobby, we like what you do, man. You make the basketball world smarter at some of these you know interactions and how things come together and fall apart. And we thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. You got it. thanks, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.